What's up, everybody? Yes, we've been、uh, missing for a while. It's a brand new year. We promise to start in February. Today, we've got a very special guest. Welcome back to Mamak Sessions 2021. <laughs> It's a brand new year. It's 2021.、Uh, you know, Chinese New Year season, and we're still stuck at home. Xu Fei, how have you been? I'm good. I, I nothing to say lah. I just stay home the whole time. <laughs> I know. It's like ah,、uh, it's like I, I remember at one point in time we're like, yeah, we're back in the studio. We can talk. You know, it's fun and blah 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 blah. And after that, all of a sudden, we're all back home again. And that's why it, it got a little bit、uh, difficult for us to record episodes. Just so you know, because number one. We didn't want to endanger our staffs to basically go back to the 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 studio、office. or the office, you know, and and have a an a, an opportunity. I, I won't call it an opportunity, but you know, a risk of catching the infection. Although you know, I should say that a lot of people always say, "No,、nah, no,、nah, I won't get it. I won't get it." You know what? I'm not gonna take a chance because the last thing I want to do is have someone from our company, you know, tell me、eh, I got COVID and that's it. I don't know.、Yeah. Have you had anyone from your side, like you know, report? That they caught the uh the virus. Hmm. Not the ones in my circle, but I do know a friend whose father got it. Oh wow! Yeah, but that's kind of it. Other than that, uh, yeah, not my close like within my circle lah. Like my nephew's uh classmate got it also, but、mm-hmm. yeah, it's not related to me. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I'll tell you. Like for me, it's it was really close. You know, my uh my wife's grandmother got it, and my wife's grand uh uncle got it. Um, but you know what? That's 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 how close this circle is becoming when it comes to like you know possibilities of people getting infected and stuff like that. So today's like、uh, we got a guest today.、Um, here's the backstory on how we met this person. You may question me, but let me explain. So you know, I went on Clubhouse. <laughs> Clubhouse, you know, is an iOS、uh, currently <laughs> only available for iOS. Totally you know, not FOMO. Yeah, totally not FOMO. Yes. But you know, I use a Samsung, but my wife has an iPad, so you know, I use the iPads. Like, screw it.、Um, went on, went online.、Uh, decided to have like a little mama sessions together with Ryan and Dennis and and everyone. And to, to be honest, we had no direction.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, next thing you know, we asked people to basically come up and ask questions. But because we were talking about COVID, we were talking to a few people who came up and said that, oh, I I caught COVID. You know, I was COVID positive. Two of them. And and they were number one. They were so brave to basically talk talk about their whole entire experience.、Um, and some of them were saying that you know yes, we were told to stay home, but we still went out. And you know they were very they regretful. But they're both fine. All right. And then we had a frontliner、uh, actually join us up on stage to talk. And that frontliner, his name is Isaac. He joins us today. We'd like to say a big warm welcome to Isaac. Welcome to the show, man. Welcome to the show. Hi, Isaac. Hi, hi, hi. All right. Thank you for having me. No problem. Because like, look, we had a conversation the other night, and like,、uh, my team were like,、sure. my team were like, dude, you know, we should have recorded this as a podcast episode, and you know, people need to listen to this. And I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. But the thing is, that night wasn't really planned, so this is planned. Okay, so Isaac, for for <laughs> for the、uh, you know, for the benefit of all our listeners listening right now, could you please ex-、uh, introduce yourself and you know, tell us what you do. 
Yeah, so uh, my name is Isaac, uh, Dr. Isaac. Uh, you don't necessarily need to call me Dr. Isaac in this session. It's really a mama section. Um, I basically have been working for the past uh, five years um, as a full-age MO in one of the hospitals in Klang Valley. Uh, I am not trained in infectious disease. Mm -hmm. Okay, I am actually from a ear, nose, throat background. But I have been drafted. I use the word drafted because, like, we needed a lot of doctors to handle the COVID situation in our own hospitals, and a lot of doctors were getting sick. A lot of frontliners were getting sick, and the beds were piling up. So basically, they had to pull in doctors from each and every different department to come and take care of patients. Aww. Yeah. So uh, I've been taking care of COVID patients for the past one year since the pandemic happened. Mm -hmm. uh, at first. At the gates of the hospital, which is the emergency department, and recently for the past uh, three months, were uh, taking care of COVID patients in the ward. Wow, that's <laughs> that's insane, right? I mean, like, I don't, that's the, that's the whole reason why I got Shu Fei to come aboard because I'm pretty sure she wants to listen to this. Yeah, because because I wasn't in a clubhouse session, so I know I know nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like listening to that, like, it's just pretty insane. You have been taking care of COVID patients. You're an ENT specialist, right? Uh, I'm trained. Tra training, okay, tra on training, the way. Yeah. All right, you're yeah. all, you're you're going to be an ENT specialist soon. Yeah. All right, soon. Yeah. But you had to sort of put that on hold because you know they needed doctors. They needed extra hands to maintain the situation. That's correct. How do you feel right now? Well, uh, honestly, at the beginning we were thinking like, okay, uh. I was a bit disappointed, mm -hmm. but uh, not because of my ma at my management. More of we were handling so well. Uh, oh. Then suddenly uh, another surge happened, and we have to be drafted. Um, but when you're in this training in this industry, altruism and self sacrifices are really being embedded in you. So yeah, uh, we have to just you know uh, pull ourselves up mm -hmm. and have to serve, basically. Yeah, you're like a, I can't, I can't really, I can't really say that you're like an army, right? I mean, like you're the defender of the country. I mean, t technically you are. I mean, you're a front. Oh, uh, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be labeled as uh, army personnel. But in this front, uh, we are one of the many people fighting this invisible enemy. Yeah, yeah, and, and of course, uh, the uh, cases obviously surged. All the frontliners are tired. All the frontliners are like you know infected. All the frontliners are suffering. Can you talk about that from your standpoint? Well, basically, uh, everyone has been working very, very hard. Uh, most of our annual leaves are on hold. Uh, we cannot take uh, uh, breaks for some hospitals. Uh, I can't say for the hospitals uh, outside of KL, mm -hmm. but I do have friends who tell me that oh, they didn't have a break for an entire year. Yeah, been working nonstop. Uh, and the people who are contact tracing, they've been working Saturdays and Sundays. I mean, look at our DG. He's been working since day one. Yeah. Yeah. So he has not even rest or sleep. I see him tweeting at 3 a.m. in the morning <laughs> sometimes. Oh, wow. I mean, are, your sh are your shifts like the whole day? So it really depends on uh, where are you posted. Um, if you want to know what is the fight of COVID in our country is like, uh, basically it can be divided in the administration side, mm -hmm. okay? 
the contact tracing uh, departments, which is mostly handled by the uh, Jabatan uh, Kesihatan Daerah there. All right. These are the local district health officers that try to localize uh, patient detection and all the contact tracing. And you have the team in the hospitals that handles the patients in COVID. Right. which are positive with COVID. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you have a, a lot of other supporting staff uh, together with this entire huge um, organization. Right. Mm-hmm. And with regards to like contact so, tracing, with regards to contact tracing, sorry to cut you off there, but okay, contact tracing means like, okay, if somebody was tested positive, then you need to do contact tracing to see where this person had been and stuff like that, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So at least yeah, you know, yeah. you'll be able to kind of like see whether who else is at risk and stuff like that. How hard is it to contact trace? Because for me, is I know that we have to scan wherever we go, but is that system working? Um, for the fact that we have the My Sajatra system, mm-hmm. okay, it actually uh, helps lighten the burden to contact trace, okay? Mm. But it really, really depends on the honesty of the individual, whether he scans in or not, or whether they uh, um, report the symptoms, all right? So we do have the database, all right? But whether or not the patient was tested positive and whether they were tested in the public facility or the private facility, that uh, really affects of how we contact trace because if you are tested in a government facility, okay, the reporting goes direct to the district office and we can mm. contact trace quite fast. Okay. Mm. But when you get it from the private sector, uh, sometimes the, there is a bit of delay and sometimes there's also some concealment mm-hmm. uh, in the offices or the, the location they were tested positive mm. and that really, really um, you know, puts uh, a stop or really impedes us to fully contact trace. But yeah, it's really, it's a real tiring stuff. Mm. Wow. I can give you an example, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just the, the outbreaks outside. If you have an outbreak within the hospital, yep. okay, and you have, let's say, a, a nurse or doctor who is positive uh, or patient that came in positive without any protection, okay, it, it really takes... Uh, but we we got used to it. it but we, we just, essentially, we need at least uh, 24 hours or 8 hours, the very fastest we can do it, to trace who has been in contact for the last uh, 14 days or the mm-hmm. most recent 3 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had to generate a list very, very fast. And with the help of technology like uh, MySajatra and our internal uh, protocols, we can bring up the list very fast. Mm. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, we, now that you mentioned contact tracing and how hard it is to contact trace, right? And then when you go on your Insta stories and you see some of your friends basically partying like nobody's business, how do you feel about that? <laughs> well, I'm saying I'm okay. Look, I, 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 definitely you have seen some, right? Come on, let's not lie. Yeah, I, I have seen some, but I will be always the web banklet and say that. Oh, okay. Are you living a different world than I am? Um. Are you not experiencing the people that I'm experiencing? Uh, mm. Are you not seeing uh, all the people who are suffering in the hospitals or the death that's happening? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I agree. They have this, um, what we call the pandemic fatigue, yep. the cabin fever. They want to get out. But uh, I will think that if you want to do something, you need to do it responsibly. Yeah. Right. 
Okay. Wait, wait. Did you guys see the video? I saw a video on Facebook, right? I, I don't know is it legit or not, but I think it is. Lah. So they show all the COVID positive people, right? They were staying in like a, it's a very big hall. I don't know what is it called, lah, but it's a very big hall. Then like, yeah. everyone was just chilling there, you know, like they were having so much fun. Like, like they brought like, uh, you know, like those, um, like just basically games, board games that they can play. Then everyone was just having fun. Then there was this person, he was just like giving a tour around. Like so basically, so yeah, so basically, that is what is happening in one of our quarantine centers. Oh, it okay. could be in Sabah, it could be in Sedang, the Mayeps low risk quarantine center. So mm-hmm. I explained uh, during one of the clubhouse sessions, whereby uh, when you were in, well, you are you are basically asked to go quarantine yourself in these quarantine centers. Have you seen the movie Maze Runner? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what happens that that's what happens. A siren will sound, <laughs> and the drawbridge will go up, uh-huh. and then the people will cheer inside. That you are welcome to quarantine. Hey, can oh you can God. you can you imagine yeah. this? Okay, you know, all of a sudden you're just minding your own business in the quarantine center, and all of a sudden, oh, not there's no. All of a sudden, okay, we have patient number one hundred thousand and twenty-four. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Maps. Welcome. That's right. You know. <laughs> Something like that, but not that fun. I mean, you should be that uh, DJing it, I guess. Oh no, 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 no! I, I like, I know. <laughs> so yeah. I, hey, I, but right, I have a question though. I I don't know if it's stupid or what lah, but like, cause like you put all the COVID positive patients together, right? Yes. Doesn't it like um make it harder for them to Heal? recover? Yeah, cause uh, they are no. all still together, no? Yeah, so that's something that I like to address actually. Oh, so okay. once you get COVID, uh particularly if you already get the same strain, you basically won't infect someone else unless unless you got a different strain, like um, coming from the UK right. or from South America or South America or South Africa. These are the three main strains that uh, we as healthcare workers are quite worried about. Okay. But uh, if everyone is from Malaysia and we quarantine in the same place, uh, basically there's no need for social distancing, to be honest, oh, because everyone okay. is already positive. Right. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The number two is um, if you're already recovered, basically if you're, you have no problem and you recover after day 10, you're no longer infective. Basically, you can go back to work, you can go back to your own homes and you, you would not infect your family members or your coworkers. Okay. Yeah, yeah but, but what happens if, okay, say for example, you go into the quarantine center, right? Uh, you're there for like 14 days. On the 10th day, you're fine, okay? You're not infectious anymore. And then when you walk yeah. out, you pass, you pass one guy who just checked in. Will you get yeah. reinfected? I, I don't know. I mean like... No, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. That's a legit question. I think I, think, uh, I, I really get what you're, where you're coming from, Jin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, well... If you're positive, okay, and you pass by someone that was just beginning of the infection, yeah, uh, data has shown us that you would not get a reinfection at least three to six months. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so it's like chicken pox, lah. Basically, uh, chicken pox is lifelong. Yeah, lifelong, lah. But this one, like, got a few months, lah. Is it because what we are. is it because your body has built some sort of immunity uh, against the strain that you were just infected with, or it's just like, Correct. oh, okay. So that's how the vaccines work, actually. Mm. So uh, that's how uh, we are confident if we group a bunch of people who are positive together, they won't get reinfected uh, very 
very, very fast. Basically, maybe the next three to six months. That's what data is actually telling us. And that is how um, the vaccines are actually helping us uh, mm-hmm. later on, what we hope for. But uh, we do not have enough data whether or not it's a lifelong immunity. Okay? Right, okay. So far, we have seen it. it. It gives us an immunity at least six months. So we are gunning. We don't have... Uh, enough evidence yet to say mm-hmm. that it gives us uh, maybe 5 to 10 years maybe it could be something like uh, anyone had an influenza vaccine before? Uh, okay I was about to okay I was about to uh, order an influenza vaccine uh, mm-hmm. but they said that at that point in time I can't remember when it was I, I think it was just like last a year or two two years ago where all of a sudden a lot of the pharmaceutical companies started giving me a call and they said that hey uh, we want to talk about the flu shot the flu shot Mm-hmm. You see, that's the thing. I'll be very honest. When they talk to me, talk to me about the flu shot, right? Mm, what I think is a flu is a running nose, and a, you know, and a, that's it. And I sneeze a mm-hmm. lot. That's the flu. To me, that's the flu. And then after when they talk about it, it's like, no, this is H one N one. I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, why? Why? You know, then I then only I realized that oh, this is the vaccine to kind of like immune yourself from H one N one. I was trying to order it, but apparently yeah. it was like uh, out of stock or um, it was. Uh, like not attainable at that point of time. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not sure if it was correct, but uh, what I did was, because I, I have a kid, right? So I ordered an influenza vaccine from the, the pediatric, pe- pedi- pedi- how do you pronounce it? Pe- pe- yeah, pediatrician. A pediatrician, okay. So uh, my daughter is vaccinated, but yeah. obviously we cannot take advantage. Lah. Doesn't mean, you know, he's not <laughs> stopped. We go there, vaccinate my daughter, vaccinate me, vaccinate my wife. They were yeah. like, I'm sorry, this is a pediatrician. You know, this is for children only. So we prioritize pediatrician. And I commended to that, you know, because we were asking, lah, you know, being Typical, you know, typical, the typical people say. Malaysian parents. Yeah, Malaysian parents. Hey, so if my daughter vaccine, can I also get extra? I said, no. I mean, kudos, mm-hmm. to, kudos to them for being really strict about it. And I really, really respect that. So I, I, I want to, but at this point of time, I, I don't know if we should. I'm, I, should we? So uh, let's get back to the influ- influenza vaccine that I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, yes, you were correct that we had a shortage of influenza vaccine because at that particular time before COVID hit our shores we had an influenza outbreak yeah yeah and that is the time that all of us had a shortage of vaccine but we had a weapon uh, that was uh, able to protect uh, us Malaysians the, the, the world from the influenza virus okay so influenza vaccine uh, protects someone from the H1N1 or whatever mm. strain that that particular year the influenza has been mutated too yep. you see so influenza has different strains but you need to take it yearly yeah all right oh, okay. so that you get protected from that different strain so what we are conceiving that perhaps covid would be something like that oh. in future oh my gosh yes so that it's gonna well obviously gonna be tough to attain but the thing is um i i okay i had a conversation with some friends who are doctors lah. i was asking okay so Look, they the other day, I, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I think like uh, Asnil Asnil uh, Dato Asnil uh, were posted something online saying that asking whether he could buy the COVID vaccine and so that he could vaccinate himself a lot earlier, but at the same time also uh, dump in a, a whole bunch of money uh, to also uh, vaccinate his fans that need it. I mean, he was doing a good deed, but I, I don't know. There, there were some mixed conceptions about it. I mean, some people were like, hey, you think you who? You know, that kind of thing. Because obviously, number one, they had to prioritize the frontliners. And after the frontliners, they have to prioritize the, the vulnerables, right? Vulnerable group. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you actually... Okay, 
Can, then I spoke to some uh, friends who are doctors and said that you can't buy the vaccine. You have to wait for it to be administered to you through the government. So like, what is why? Can a private hospital buy the vaccine and can people buy the vaccine? Okay, uh, a lot of these things are being laid out by uh, the government, mm-hmm. by the Ministry of Health, which is headed by the uh, National Vaccination Program, which is headed by YB uh, uh, Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Oh, right? yes, yes, yes. And yeah, and he recently, I just want to highlight out, it's a very good move. That he recently made a statement to say that all foreign workers, yes. foreign people, uh, personnel or their family members who are foreigners as well as undocumented foreigners will get the vaccine free that's good yeah i read that i kind of think that Kyrie. i'm sorry to say this but like the only thing that i kind of applaud is Kyrie. <laughs> the only person <laughs> i will applaud right now is dg hisham of course and, and Kyrie. they're doing a great job i think Kyrie. I mean, he's the minister of science and, and what way? <laughs> you know, why is he heading the vaccine? I, I thought that the Ministry of Health will be the ones actually handling the vaccine, but Kyrie is actually doing it instead. I think it's a uh, proper where you can uh, divide your work. And since that uh, the Minister of Science and Technology is under her, his purview of, uh, you know, obtaining certain new technologies. So uh, I think it's appropriate under his prof- portfolio right. and the ministry of health by example is already burdened with you know contact tracing and mm. treating uh, covid patient i think that is fine but let's go back to the topic of whether or not you can actually buy vaccine yes uh, to be honest uh, at this uh, juncture we we have a supply problem in europe and in the United States, right. you see. Mm-hmm. So that very interestingly that I have colleagues who are in the UK, they had the first vaccine, which is Pfizer, but they have a problem getting the second Pfizer jab. So oh. uh, the UK just recently announced that, okay, you can mix and match the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. So basically, if you get Pfizer the first jab, you may get AstraZeneca the next jab. Okay, because there is a shortage, uh, even in the UK, even in the Europe, European countries. So, at this point of time, Malaysia, uh, whether or not private hospitals and clinics they get the vaccine or not, it it is still uh, unsure. Okay. Okay. And a majority, what you're gonna get is from the government. Right. Okay. But there are certain parties that are negotiating with the government to see whether or not uh, it can roll out. The vaccine faster by mm. you know recruiting the private sector i mean it's not very expensive okay uh to be frank uh and we one is hopeful that if you open up the market to uh the private hospitals and the private clinics to to obtain the vaccines uh the vaccination rate will actually be faster yeah mm. okay but i i saw a lot of people they were quite skeptical about the vaccine actually i think it was the ministry of health that posted a poll on facebook I remember, yeah. I think it's the legitimate one because I saw the verified. And then I, I was reading the comments. Then a lot of people were like objecting to bring the, 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 the vaccine, vaccine in. Right? in yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, what was like point, months actually. ago. Yeah, what's your, what's your thoughts about that? Okay, I think like, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, Shufei. Some yeah. of the comments were like saying, oh, why should I take a vaccine? Normally vaccines take 10 years to produce, but this one is like in a year. So can I trust them? And a lot of people are saying like, oh, no, don't take Pfizer. The reason why they're rushing out fast, fast is because they want money. So at least all these all this type of conspiracies that are coming out, you know what I mean? And then, and you know, some people, some people are going as far to even uh, spread a rumor, a, a false rumor of such where, oh, you know, even the top management of people from Pfizer would not take the vaccine. That kind of thing. It's yeah, just, but, mm-hmm. yeah, but some of their, uh, their reasoning are quite, 
uh, reasonable la, for me. Like for some of them, they say like, oh, uh, how do we know if like long-term effect, uh, what will happen? Yeah, because like it has been released like not long ago, right? So they don't know what's the mm-hmm. long-term effect. Maybe short-term effect, you can't see anything. So they would think mm-hmm. it's okay. But uh, tr- over time, you don't know what will happen. The long-term so I think side they are quite and- concerned about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just to ma- uh, just to go based on uh, what the comments were based on us, uh, what has been already been told by uh, a very good experts or uh, and and uh, my my uh, mentors who is a uh, uh, Dr. Musa and also also ad- addressed by the DG mm-hmm. is that any vaccine you get that is already out and available in Malaysia, you should get it. Uh, okay, why? Because uh, this new vaccine is not something that has been concocted within one year. The research uh, towards the vaccination between co- for coronavirus yeah. has been ongoing since SARS, yes. which was 10 to 12 years ago. Okay, mm-hmm. And then the reason why the vaccine was not released at the particular time for that particular strain is because you know, uh, social distancing... Mm. Uh, within the country, as well as uh, SOPs were adhered to, as well as immigration borders were adhered to, uh, uh, controlling these strains. Like uh, subsequently after SARS, there is the MERS-CoV virus. Yeah, it's the same family uh, mm. of coronavirus coming from the Middle East. So, research has been doing, uh, has been ongoing for these two particular viruses, the progeny of. Uh, COVID-19 and when you have an accelerated need like mm-hmm. global pandemic that affects a lot of world economies mm-hmm. all right that is where money is being poured in so the something can occur very very fast research can run very very smoothly if there's a lot of money pouring in wow mm-hmm. okay yeah I, I, so. it's like it's yeah okay a lot of people tend to always have this misconception oh covid only happened last year but covid is actually coronavirus covid 19 is coronavirus coronavirus 2019 it's like it's Correct. covid is the code name coronavirus and 19 is uh when the, the year. year it was discovered so if, mm-hmm. it, if it was discovered in 2020 it's gonna be called covid 20 you know what i mean <laughs> Correct. and if it's gonna be yeah. discovered like in 2025 it'll be covid 25 you know that kind of thing let's hope it doesn't come to that but <laughs> uh, yeah i know yeah. i know but like like uh, a lot of people have this misconception like oh uh, this virus grew in 2019 so how can you freaking come up with a, uh, a vaccine uh, you know, in less than a year and stuff like that. But okay, coronavirus has been around for a long time. Like you mentioned, like SARS. I remember SARS. I, I I'm not not sure if Shufei was. Were you born? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. That, but I think. But I think I think I think at that point of time, right? Uh, Malaysia didn't get it that bad. I think Singapore had to close their borders. Mm. Correct. Yeah, and uh, and it's it's also a coronavirus, right? But the thing is. Its name is SARS. So okay. Um, so what happened was why is it different is because somehow uh, the coronavirus has mutated so that it's uh, very easy to spread among human beings. That right. is the problem with this global pandemic, you see. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happens is why uh, the vaccines can be developed so fast is because we already have a basic knowledge. And then uh, China, uh, when they had the, the, the virus in the first place, uh, they did, it was really uh, unprecedented. He, they released the entire genome of the virus, 
which really helped and spurred the vaccine uh, uh, creation and this and research. You see, right. So uh, going back to the question whether or not that we should be worried about the side effects, this is something I like to uh, stress upon. Um, if you dive, you have a higher chance of getting COVID and dying from COVID that you have a higher chance of getting the vaccine and dying from the vaccine. Oh, wow. So in okay. medicine, uh, there's a lot of things of risks and benefits, you see. True, true. Uh, what we see that if you're getting the COVID virus, it's very pretty, pretty dangerous. Uh, and the side effects, uh, sorry, not, not to say side effects, the complications and consequence of getting COVID, it's uh, even if you recover from it, uh, it's pretty, pretty severe. So getting the vaccine, and especially if you are eligible uh, eligible to get the vaccine, missing you're healthy, yep. you're uh, more than 18 years old, you're mm-hmm. less than 65 years old, you don't have mm-hmm. any problems uh, in health, you can get it and you can protect yourself and those who cannot get it. Um, right. I sorry. I just want to. I, w- I just want to ask you. You said that you know, as as long as you're above eighteen and below sixty five, sixty five years old. Are, are you are you trying to? Uh, does it mean that you know, if you're above sixty five, you can't take the vaccine because there's a there's a risk or something? So uh, the age limit was actually uh, has been recommended mm-hmm. by uh, certain countries right. because they why they put those age limit first is because. Uh, they're based on the clinical trial data, okay? Oh. So each clinical trial data have some safety profiles. So, so far, they have enough safety profiles for those who are 18 and above mm-hmm. and those who are 65 years and below, oh. okay? And which is the majority of the population. And we would want the vaccine to be, because this these vaccines have been accelerated to be approved, you see? Right. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, given this approval sorry not we the 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 uh uh clinical trials the drug companies were able to test these groups of people mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. and then they give it to the indication that these are the people that should be given first all right if there is not uh entire huge complications later on uh they will revise this is basically what happens in each and every medication that has been going on to the market mm-hmm. not every medication will give to anyone that is uh like young or very very frail and old you see okay mm-hmm. so what if like okay so i'm asking because like my mom is above 65, 65. and she, yeah. she's diabetic right so now that you say that it kind of gets me a little like worried but do, do you think she like you know would you think she'll be offered uh, a chance to actually get vaccinated or are they just, uh, just going to go strictly with the above 18 and below 65 for now? Uh, it really depends on the country. I'm not in a position to uh, comment on the government policies because uh, they always need to see new data that was being given up to uh, by other countries. But so far, what we see is everyone that get it, gets it, especially in Singapore, especially in the UK, especially in the United States, there were a lot of elderly people who got it. Right. They didn't have any huge problems. Okay. So the... Uh, the problem with media is they sensationalize uh, yeah. uh, one or two uh, uh, side effects and not necessarily those things uh, are the side effects of the vaccine. Yep. Okay. 
yeah and some some are rather uh, they are already frail and old uh, uh, I think one of the articles was saying in in the uh, European country there was one whereby a few nursing home residents uh, died after taking the vaccine yep. they were already 90 something right okay mm. yeah so uh, what is the same bet now is uh, you have to put a certain level of trust to the government when they that is why our vaccine is uh, taking some time to roll out you see yeah. in Malaysia we have a national pharmaceutical authority we check through even though that uh, it's something like the FDA of Malaysia yep so we have our own standards that we need to check through first to see to verify the information that the drunk company gives us right mm. and then we will re- give our recommendations based on uh, the drug company's recommendation based on the countries that have already been vaccinated and what are their criteria of getting it. Yeah, so that's how they determine who should get the vaccine and whatnot. Mm. I see. Okay. I have a question. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, like, you know the vaccine, right? What is the <laughs> the immunity rate for it? Because like, for example, right, if like people like us, we take the vaccine, then they will think like, oh, since I took the vaccine already, I I most likely I won't get the I won't get the COVID the anymore, virus, right? So I can just go out and like do whatever. Yeah, I want. people will think that they are Superman like, after they get the vaccine. It's like yeah, yeah exactly. I'm invincible. I can go out, party, go clubbing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. is it like a hundred percent immunity rate? I think um the major challenge in Malaysia is uh two things uh, about the vaccine. Number one is uh vaccine awareness, whereby we need to educate the people about uh the vaccine safety and whether you should convince people to get the vaccine, number one. Number two is those people who are already convinced on getting the vaccine, how should they you know, conduct themselves after taking the vaccine? Yeah, exactly. so, that, <laughs> yeah so that's a very good point. I, uh, I, uh, well, I kind of yeah, feel like I, I kind of feel like you know when the vaccine is being rolled out, the first thing you're gonna get is a lot of people freaking like taking selfies of themselves, Insta story of themselves. Hey, just got yeah. the vaccine. Uh, I'm just COVID got the vaccine. Free. I'm COVID free, y'all. Hashtag blessed, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. that, like So now I want to make it clear. I'm not sure whether I, I I'm very sure that the ministry has already tried to in, emphasize on it, and the WHO has emphasized on it. Yep. But once you get the first jab, doesn't mean that you're protected yet. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, once you get the first jab, and you need to have uh, the second jab for at least maybe a month later or three weeks later. Yeah, I saw that. Twenty-one days. You need to go back and get the second jab within twenty-one. It's like a it's like a hepatitis uh, jab. Like you mm-hmm. get exactly, exactly. one, and then you go back in ninety days, and then get another one. I I I, I <laughs> the hepatitis jab. This was a joke, you know. I went to the doctor, and then we get my hepatitis jab because they say that okay, you need to kind of like top up, right? When then got yeah, a jab. Correct. Now after that, I kind of missed the mark after 90 days. Oh, no. <laughs> so I went and hey, I'm here to get my second jab. She looked at my card. You idiot. I told you you come back in 90 days. <laughs> then you have to redo it again, you know. I'm like, what yeah, the heck? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, mean, I, think, I think right now everybody needs to kind of like listen to the authorities and not be their own doctor. So, yeah. And then, I mean, don't give excuses. Huh? My excuse to the doctor was like, oh, sorry, like, I was busy. No, you know, health is not an excuse, you know. I'm like, okay, fine. Sorry, doctor. Sorry. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will get a lot of questions later on or if I'm still working in the front lines later that, uh, doctor, I already got jabbed. Why did I get COVID? Then I would look at the date and say, okay, you just got jabbed one week ago. Doesn't mean that you're already protected. Oh. <laughs> but what if they got yeah. the second jab already? Then they still think like, you know, I'm protected so I can just do whatever I want. Doesn't matter. So basically, what, uh, how the vaccine works is, okay, a few things I want to say that if you have friends and family who had COVID, right, 
uh, they should also get jabbed as well. Yeah. Mm. So it doesn't. Uh, yeah. Okay. The reason. The reason meaning that uh, once the body gets the COVID uh, virus infected or they uh, get jabbed the first time, your body has an immunity. Right. But mm. that immunity, that memory, will go down as time progresses. You see, that's what we say that maybe three to six months. The memory may disappear, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that is why uh, we need to retrain your body uh, one month later, so that they get they get amount uh, better immunity later. Right. Okay. Wow. I, I like for me. If you ask me, yeah, I'm so for it. I definitely want to get it. And you, what you mentioned earlier on is that you have a higher chance of like, you know, getting COVID and dying from it than, than a higher chance of getting the vaccine and dying from the vaccine. Mm. So for me, it's like, yeah, of course I get it. But for me, I just wish like, you know, like if, I, if, if it was available, I could just vaccinate everyone in my household all at the same time. Because yeah. imagine if my mom it. was vulnerable and she got the call to, do the vac- to get vaccinated, right? But like, you know, you have her being vaccinated, but the three of us, the rest of us are not being vaccinated in the house and we are at risk too. So how, like, you know, uh, like, how do you, ch- like, right now- I get it, I get yeah. what you're trying to say. Yeah, I, 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 I can't explain it, but like, prior you know everybody how wants do, to be how safe do they prioritize because because you see the thing is you know they always keep saying at, at one point in time people were being very very negligent about the whole situation because they ah oh, you know what um covid is only risky to the older people we young people we have a higher uh immune system so we're yeah. not gonna die right so like for me as you're looking at the cases i've seen the death some some deaths that you know are as young as 34 some is 23 as well so this, this, I don't think there's an age gap or an age limit, you know? The, the COVID virus doesn't yeah, come to, hey, how old true. are you? Uh? Uh, oh, you're 23. Uh? Okay, never mind. It's all right. Hey, how old are you? Uh? 65. <laughs> you're mine, you know? No, but no, I don't think the virus is going to do that. So, like, how, like, who is that? I, 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 like, my, actually, to be honest, cut long story short, I would still like to assume that everybody is at, is at a very high risk if they get COVID. Is mm. it safe to say that? Yeah, I'd like to uh, basically break down what you're trying to say into two things. Number one would be whether or not uh, a household would be vaccinated at the same time. Um, really depends on our national uh, vaccination program yep. headed by YB Kairi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, like what, what I get is I actually got the date already to get vaccinated. Uh, hopefully, it will be on after on the 26th of uh, February. Oh, See? wow. It's pretty okay. close. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, it's really coming already. But uh, I did ask whether or not my family member was going to get it together right. yeah. with me. They say no. Uh, oh. They're reserving the, the doses for the frontliners, you see. Okay. Mm. And then the issue where the vaccine will be given to teachers, to police officers, to yes. other frontliners, uh, and cleaners of the hospitals maybe. We, we are not sure. So there are a lot of things that are still being ironed out okay, yeah. to be uh, a foolproof plan. But yeah. Okay. We're still not sure yet. But yeah, it's a good idea to be brought up for discussion to the uh, National Vaccination uh, Committee, you see? That's number one. Uh, then number two is, yes, uh, COVID is not an old people disease. <laughs> yeah, it is see? not. It is not. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, yeah, it's, it's not. Because... Uh, yeah, you know what, to be honest, right, I guess sometimes quite frustrated. La. Remember, Shufei, during the first MCO, we were panic, you know. The minute yeah. they announced MCO on the 18th of March, right, that means 17th of March, we were out shooting. Okay, we were like, hey, everybody, all right, you know what, bye-bye, you know what, hey, blah, 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 blah. On the 18th, right, straight away, like, your mindset just changed. Uh, you know, you go out yeah. to do groceries, you wear gloves, 
you know, you wear a hoodie, you know, you rap, I wrapped myself like, like a ninja. I went out to Empire Subang and I was always giving the eye or like the, the judgment when someone is basically like really, really close to me. And all that happened in just one day. And and yeah. then, and then, and at that point in time, the cases were like 100, 100 plus. And now you're like averaging about like 3,000 and up daily. And it feels like nobody else is kind of giving a shit. But like, uh, I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I, well, okay. um, do you feel, and you can be completely honest with us, do you feel Malaysians are taking this whole situation seriously? Um, I think that Malaysians are tired. Okay. Yeah, that I think that it's that sums up how how everyone is feeling. We'll we'll be like, oh, do I have to talk about COVID again? Mm-hmm. Do I have to listen to SOPs again? I don't even want to see DG's face on the Facebook Live again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what. Everyone is always oh, raining. Oh no, it's a thunder. You say something wrong. You say something wrong. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we want to see DG's face every day, you know, at 5 to 5.30 or maybe 6 o'clock. Okay, yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah, but basically what everyone is actually feeling right now is really that fatigue. Okay, I but, understand. Um, uh, somehow or rather, when things goes close to home, like what happened to you, Jin? Yeah. Uh, uh, it really jots that memory back. Yeah. Okay? I, I have actually a personal experience to tell you. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Like uh, when I work in the COVID uh, ward, most of us are actually quite protected. You see. Yeah. Uh, I can say that most of our staff didn't get COVID so mm-hmm. far. Okay. So uh, we've been all quite protected and we go home. Even when we're home, uh, my SOP with my parents and my my siblings are pretty lax, even though I'm working in the COVID ward, you see? Right. But they advise us to be very protective of our family. Right. Uh, mm. If possible, uh, stay in a separate house or stay in a separate room or use a separate toilet. That's mm-hmm. what they advise us, you see? Right. Mm. But uh, working so long in the COVID ward and without seeing a de- uh, your staff getting infected, you also feel that fatigue, that I mean, when you're sitting together, you want that uh, companionship when you're eating lunch. Yeah, right? that's very true. So, so, so you yeah, tend to so, forget la, yeah. about the whole... So what happened was, uh, I was uh, having night shift with a colleague of mine. Okay, And then we were like, sleeping in the same room, in the same ventilations. And then uh, he was sleeping with his mask on. I, I can't sleep with my mask, so I have to take it out. And I was asleep. Yep. The next day, he told me that he was having chills. Oh, All right. That's very weird. Okay. Then I said, uh, just let me have a look at your throat and listen to your lung. And it was very, very red, like not normal sore throat red. It's like very, very red. And I was okay, you're having chills, you're having this weird sore throat. Uh, can I just check the temperature? Mm-hmm. And he was 39. Oh. oh. God. Uh, so he was like playing it down. He was being cool. He said, no, no, no. I don't think I get it so far. There's nothing. No one has had it. Uh, I think it's not COVID. Yeah. And I told him, no, we need to follow the SOP. If you're having fever, we would swap you. So right. there and then we swap him and we mm. sent him home. Okay. And then what happened? So true enough, he was positive. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. True enough, he was positive. And because of that, um, uh, majority of the people who were working with him and quite quite closely were working with him, yep. and who ate together, who slept in the same room, had to be quarantined. You oh see? wow! So uh, service have 
was disrupted a little, but quickly they were they were recovered. I mean, a lot of other people were pulled in to to know to, to replace the them. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, correct, correct to replace us. So when that happened, and it really freaked my family out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure, of course, yeah. dude. Yeah, it, it really freaked me out as well. But uh, thankfully, uh, somehow or rather, I was negative after the. T- uh, 14 days of quarantine right see. so you had to swap twice lah yeah. right one initially yeah, had to swap okay twice. all right yeah so in in uh, healthcare workers basically will swap twice if you're very very close to the the contact person right okay yeah so when that happened and i was thinking about it i said all right even though we're in the same room uh and then you we were like sleeping next to each other but it's quite far apart you see and he was wearing a mask and i wasn't wearing a mask uh somehow i feel that okay it's not that bad as long as you you have SOP. Yeah, okay, what? understand. You were you were you were far apart. You were far apart. Unless of you course were you were hug- unless of course you were hugging him using him as a human bolster, you probably got it at that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, it's nothing to be nothing to joke about, but you know, sometimes serious conversations are kind of like want to throw in a little bit to kind of lighten things <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. But Yeah, but I get it, I get it. Yeah. But yeah. So, other than that, uh you really jog back to reality is that all right i have to be very very strict with my sops with my own family members as well yeah Yeah. that's true so when in the general public as well when they feel there is uh they had too much information if it happens to you and it happens close to home you start to rethink and that's what happens in clubhouse when i recently been talking to a lot of patients family members or who themselves were positive yeah it's yeah. uh, I mean, like, okay, for for the benefit of our listeners who are listening, uh, we lost a family member to COVID, but uh, I won't go too much into detail. Uh, and uh, it it happened it happened in the span of two weeks, and for us straight away, it it even got us even more paranoid. We like, mm-hmm. we were already paranoid because you know I have a kid at home. When I and, and our shoots, we are we take like an SOP really seriously. We had to burn a lot of money just to get the whole entire crew being swap tested, uh, to make sure to ensure that everybody on set, you know, doesn't have to worry about anything because you know when you act, you know, you're gonna be the actors are definitely gonna be in close proximity, right? Yep, yep. So I won't lie, we had a couple of scares too, but none none within the 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 first circle of crew members it was always in the outer circle like uh, we we shot a we shot a film like uh for chinese new year everything was great and you know it's become sort of like a a, a nightmare every time after a shoot right you every day your phone rings you'd be like okay who's calling you don't want your producer to call every time my producer calls i will freak out i'll pick up the phone yes uh, I, was, uh, I just want to ask you a question. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, there was one day he uh the phone rang. I was like, and I was like, call underwear. I said, like, yeah, what's up? Then he's like, uh, hi, boss. Uh, this is the call that nobody wants to hear. I was like, oh crap. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh crap. I was like, what happened? Okay, one of our extras, okay, one of our extras uh didn't get positive, but his his parents were tested positive, and they all lived in the same household. And straight away, I freaked out and I was like, straight away, sent my whole entire team to go and test no matter what. All came back negative. But the boy whose parents tested positive, the boy tested negative. But you know that, 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 like, that at that point in time, all of us were sitting down. My wife was sitting down. We were like, didn't know what to do. Okay, should we get tested? Should we get tested? You know, should we get tested now? Whatever not. You look, they, we look at each other. Are you having symptoms? Are you sure? Every time I sneeze, she looks at me. She coughs. I look at her. You know what I mean? And that, that fear is real. I don't, I, like, I don't want anybody to, to feel what I went through, you know, because there's no, it's, no, it's no fun. You can't yeah. sleep. My wife yeah. was unable to sleep for a few nights. 
you know and uh it's i don't know man i do not wish for anyone to go through what i went through because it's not fun it gets real and especially when it, it happens in it within your circle your family circle it gets really really real and um that's why like uh it's it's also really really great to have you uh, on this show to talk about it to tell people you know what what you're going through how people are going through um you know with regards to the the pandemic and talking about vaccines as well but uh, you know here's, here's another question i kind of want to ask you like okay sure when you get covid and you heal from it uh in the news there have been people saying about how like okay uh after you recover from covid there there are some damaging effects or some long-term damaging effects to your mm-hmm. body. Is that true? Has it, has it been proven to be true? Um, there have been new evidence. Uh, what I want to just give uh, a comment about that is most of the patients that I've seen are recovering from COVID. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, your, your wife's relative was yep. pretty old as well. Yep. Yeah, and then she recovered without a scar, I think. Yeah, so uh, so my wife's grandmother got COVID, um, and she was asymptomatic. She did not mm-hmm. show any symptoms. She's about, I think, I'm not sure how old she is, but she's she's about eighty, more than eighty, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was fine, <laughs> but you know, they did they did check up on her. She said her lungs is a little bit infected, but they don't think it's because of COVID. And and you know, mm-hmm. they they gave her medication and stuff like that and, and she's fine now she's at home I mean quarantining but even though she doesn't have to but she's like staying at home and making sure that you know everybody nobody comes over and, and stuff so she's like really really scared right now yeah so uh, we do see certain patients who have uh, no symptoms or yeah. have very very mild symptoms mm-hmm. but those people who have very bad symptoms which I can say uh, maybe out of out of the hundred uh forty uh category two and three and four and above okay so so basically forty percent mm. uh these people they may have some uh symptoms and some post covid symptoms as well so it is true and data is being gathered as we speak oh. uh we mm. do not have enough information yet okay but certain um what I want to explain to you is uh, why COVID is actually dangerous. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. So basically, uh, what COVID actually does to your body is uh, it comes in, it replicates. Okay. So it may affect the nose, lose, makes you lose taste uh, or smell. It go, attacks the lungs. Okay. It makes you to have a typical pneumonia or normal sore throat. You see. Yeah. But certain people may have a body reaction to this infection right. and this is the reaction that doctors are worried about okay mm-hmm. so when you it's typically something like it's not exactly like an allergic reaction but it's similar okay it's what we call a cytokine storm okay basically what your body does is your body overreacts it produces a lot of chemicals and attacks everything from your heart to your lungs to your brain everything okay yeah you think i'm saying something wrong but actually it's trying to make the the situation more uh you know intense Dude, yeah more intense it's so funny that he's he's, he's explaining <laughs> he's explaining it but as in thunder and lightning in the background it's like a freaking horror story but sorry yeah, go, yeah. Go, go on go on <laughs> yeah it's not a side effect uh, it's not a sound effect <laughs> okay okay got it so so what i was saying that uh when the body has this cytokine storm this chemical uh, overreaction okay 
that's when inflammation sets in. That's where scarring sets in. Oh. So, okay. Yeah. So what happens if your lung gets scarred? Okay. You have difficulty for oxygen to be absorbed by the lung, by the blood. Okay. And then go into your body. That's one. And what happens if your blood vessels get scarred? You, you have problems with circulation. So you can see a lot of people getting uh, heart attacks, strokes, uh, what we call uh, thrombolic events. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and certainly in children, we, you read about it uh, online that they say their fingers will have certain clots or rashes at the end of their fingers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so uh, that's how COVID uh, attacks in general, and okay. that's how most of them die. Uh, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the real truth that what I, I, I see and what most of the doctors see. Okay. And a lot of people are thinking, oh, it's just a cough. It's just a cough. Not really. Uh, when when certain people react to it badly, yeah. that's the complication they get. They get it. Okay. Now, if people were able to recover from this body overreaction, this yep. cytokine storm, mm-hmm. okay, there are newer evidence coming in to suggest there are some long-term side effects. Most commonly we have heard is a fatigue syndrome, uh, very tired, right. like you just fight off a very bad infection, your brain gets foggy, you don't feel or have the motivation to work. Mm-hmm. Even lifting a pen may be a, a huge task for you. Right. It's the side effect of your body overreacting. So, uh, because we have experience in treating COVID for the past one year, yep. okay, we will identify what are the warning signs and when and where we can give certain medications to reduce these overreactions. Yeah. So, so thankfully, after one year of battle yep. and sharing from free, freely sharing information among one another, among yep all the countries Mm -hmm. we we are able to develop something like a protocol okay okay the protocol may be different from each country or from each hospital but there is already a protocol that we can see Uh, and then we are trying to gather as much as much information whether this protocol is actually working right Right. Okay. Shufei, sorry, you, you were about to ask a question. Do you have any question? I, 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 I felt like you wanted to ask something. Oh, no. So I, I was just, I wanted to say like, so basically COVID opens up the possibility of just anything that can happen to your body. Lah. Yeah. It's something that I, uh, as a clinician, it, I don't really want to get COVID. I don't no. want to take a chance because basically when you get COVID, uh, COVID actually gives you a dice. Right. Yeah, like you can, you can get like any and, kind of disease. Eh. So your, life, your and, life's a gamble. Uh, it's like, hmm, what should I give yeah, you today? Which oh. part of your organ will fail this time? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So like, look, I mean, like I I, 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 uh, I think we're running out of time very, very soon. Uh, Isaac, I really appreciate you really taking your time off uh, to come and uh, discuss about this and t- tell us about, you know, uh, everything that you're doing, you know, educate us about the vaccine. I mean, all in all, I mean, like, uh, after this conversation, the takeaway is I, 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 for one, would encourage anyone listening to take the vaccine. <laughs> I mean, again, I, I'm going to, re- uh, I'm going to uh, repeat whatever uh, Isaac was mentioning earlier on. He's like, you know, you have a higher chance of dying from COVID than a higher chance of taking the vaccine and dying from the vaccine. And I feel like, you know, the most important thing is health. Yeah. 
I mean, there's a take-home message for everyone here. Yep. Um, COVID is not the first virus. Oh, look uh, at that thunder, man. This is so, this yeah, is so scary. That is so true. Yeah. Like, uh, vi- the virus is, similarly to, uh, is similar to a natural occurrence like rain and thunder. Oh. It will come <laughs> and it will go. Right. Uh, all right. Um, with climate change and the increased population, this is not something new. But okay. you must understand that it's not something to be afraid of. Okay. Okay. Uh, we have to be vigilant, yep. but we do not have to be uh, impaled by fear. Got okay? it. Understand. Yeah. Okay. Wait, can, so I bring up, to... can I bring up one last thing? Go ahead, man. No problem. Yeah, okay. So I don't know if like any of you have addressed this already, but like you know the kit that you tried, Jin? The, the, the one that you have to use your blood test on. Oh, the antigen. Yeah. I think the RTK antigen kit where you prick your blood and then you yeah. kind of put it into something and then after that you put some some liquid. Yeah. Yeah, that's not really the proper way to test for COVID, right? The anti- is, it an anti- is it called the antigen test? Uh, basically, now we have four types of tests. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. okay. Yeah. So the most common test that you have heard of is the PCR test. Yep. Okay. That takes about six to eight hours, depending on your lab, and the result will be back to you within uh, twenty-four to forty-eight hours, depending on the burden of the lab. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, in the Ministry of Health, usually it's about uh, twenty-four to forty-eight hours. Then, mm-hmm. uh, then there will be the other tests that use the similar uh, method, yep. which is taking the sample from the nose as well. Yep. That is called the uh, rapid antigen test. Ah. But what it means is. Uh, PCR test for the RNA of the virus. Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, rapid antigen basically what it tests is it tests the certain decorative proteins on the virus. Okay? I see. Not the genetic material. Okay. See, so it's actually faster, uh, but not doesn't necessarily mean uh very very accurate. You may already had the virus for let's say about two to three days. Uh, uh, before you tested positive for the RTK. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. But uh, having said that, right, uh, RTK is now being promoted for uh, testing and screening in our country. Mm-hmm. Because when you have a lot of, lot of cases, you cannot rely on a test that needs to run for six to eight hours, you see? Yeah. True, true, yeah. true. So uh, an example of what is happening is have you had an influenza test before? No. How did they do that? No. Okay. So uh, any test that runs in the kit, right? Influenza was an RTK test, okay? Right. Oh, you basically okay. also swap the nose and the throat mm-hmm. and you put it in the kit and drop a few liquid in and the test strip will be like a pregnancy test. Yeah. Uh, if, if two yeah. lines are seen, basically you're positive. Right. Okay. Yeah. So these kits... Uh, they they rely they will help a clinician to detect uh, diseases faster. Right. Okay. Doesn't necessarily mean it's very very accurate, but we can isolate these people and we can actually think. Okay. Uh, if these people are positive, maybe we can f- confirm with PCR later. Right. Okay. Mm. Uh, Got it. So actually, there's. It, there's yeah. Oh, sorry. It. You can go on first. <laughs> Uh, basically, uh, it's just a few methods we can use to strategize on how to contain this uh, pandemic. 
Right. Mm, okay. okay, cause like I saw a lot of stories people using these kits, and then there were also a lot of people saying like you shouldn't use this method because it's not accurate. So it's like basically like you're, it's a scam lah. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to go to the like clinic or like the government to go and swap and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what I want to address is uh, I don't know whether all, all the labs have told you, but when you go to a proper lab, not the one that they take the blood in, you see, is the mm. one that is actually swap you from the nose and yep. through. That is the one that's actually approved by the government. I see. So, so the ones that swap from the throat and from the nose, that is either the uh, rapid antigen test, the yep. RTK, yep. or the PCR. Okay. So uh, the cheaper one is usually the RTK. Yeah. That's why. That's the, why. The, that's the, the one that you prick your blood, blood test, right? Uh. The blood test. No, no, no. There's oh, no. also from the nose as well. Oh, okay. Because the people that are uh, selling is the blood one. Yeah. It's like, it's the, the blood one has not blood been one. Uh, has not been approved yet. Oh. Yeah. So a lot of people I see they are buying that one, and yeah. then it's quite cheap. It's less than hundred ringgit. Yeah, it's yeah. fifty ringgit. So a lot of people are buying that to test for COVID instead of going to like a the you know the lab or whatever to take the swab. I see. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying like, "Oh, you're not supposed to so do the, this." So, okay, so, you, so you're saying effective. the the rapid antige, uh, antigen RTK test is also the nose swab and the throat swab as well, as well, yes. And you can do it yourself. Is it at home? Uh, so far, not yet. Okay. So far, there's not. Uh, so far, it's not uh, verified for own uh, home usage yet. Okay. Got so, it. uh, have to be done by a clinician first. Okay. Uh, what what I mean is, there's the cheaper one. Okay, even you get the cheaper one and you were tested positive, yep. all right, most labs will want you, you, it's compulsory for you to repeat the test. Okay, got it. The PCR. Okay. Mm-hmm. See? I see. So, uh, I would say that if you really, really been in contact with someone that is really positive, that you confirm that the person is positive and you don't have any symptoms, yep. uh, you should get the PCR. Right. Honestly, uh, now the matter of testing is the KKM has actually recommended if you are in contact with anyone and you have no symptoms at all yeah. and you're not really in a high risk group to stay home until you have symptoms. Oh. Uh, yeah, because they are having that burden. Okay. If you wanted to get the test for free in KKM, you can get the test for free actually. Okay. You can get it for free from the government. I see. As long as you come to the government and say you have been in contact with someone that is positive. Yep you're able to tell them the name or the IC or who is actually or the telephone number so they can verify in the system. Yep. You see? And then you have symptoms like sore throat, runny nose, cough, mm-hmm. difficulty in breathing. The government will test you for free. Oh. That's okay, not, okay. not an issue. Okay. okay. But if you have no p- symptoms, okay, and for your own and PKD has not called you, by all means, and you can pay for it, by all means, test yourself outside. And okay. there are a lot of labs that are giving very affordable testing uh, prices. Yeah, yeah. So so basically, don't use the blood testing kit. No. <laughs> don't use the blood testing kit. Oh, man. Not for now. Okay, I will throw all of my blood testing kits away then. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, Isaac, you know what? Uh, we're running out of time. And I'd like, no like to thank you once again for uh, really joining us on the show. Mm-hmm. It's really brought... I mean, it's just very informative. Very uh, insightful. Uh, very yeah. insightful. And that's why I wanted you to come on the show. I feel like, you know, our listeners would benefit because like we've never been able to actually speak to any frontliners or any, although I wanted to, 
but we just didn't know whether it was the right time to you know what I mean and so happened that we chanced upon a, a social platform and a, whoa look at that thunder <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but it would be great if you in future you invite someone from a few policy makers yep. uh, I do know a few contacts and I'll let you know oh definitely okay. I, hope, I, I, hope, I hope I hope YB Kyrie listens to this and he comes on the show I would love to speak uh-huh. to him yeah but anyways Isaac uh, take care thank you so much for coming on the show yeah, and thank uh, you so much. of course you know uh, we are really, really indebted to you for representing the country and making sure that everyone's safe. So, you know, continue doing what you do. And Malaysians, please continue supporting your frontliners. Shufei, before we go, do you want to say anything? Yeah, stay home. Stay safe. Don't go out, please. Yes. <laughs> please. <laughs> we must stay our country. Can I say something? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Isaac. I would like to say that actually you all are frontliners now. Oh, wow. Uh, wow, yeah. don't laugh like that. Exactly. Not really, because your own house, that's your own last line of defense. Oh, that's wow. We, we are the ones that we're going to clean up and to help you all later. Wow, all so right. The last line of defense okay. is all of you. All right, man. Thank you very much for listening. We'll speak to you guys next time. <laughs>